Good morning. It's our devotion. Uh, we're looking at the book, book of Hebrews, the 12th chapter, verses 4 to 24. This is from Wednesday, April, excuse me, August 17th. And so yesterday, we ended with these words. So precious was the gospel, hope. So treasure, excuse me, was the grace of God. So valuable was the truth of God's love shown to sinners on the cross that they would rather give their own lives rather than abandon this faith. And then we added this question. When is the last time you considered the value of the gospel message in such terms? I hope that was a good process for you. Um, yesterday, as you pondered that question, thought about that question, maybe even discussed that question with somebody. But but so today, the, the truth is, is the Hebrew Christians had it right. The gospel is is, is just that valuable. And in fact, because of their sacrifices, and the sacrifices of many others throughout the centuries, the gospel has survived every persecution, every killing, every sneer and taunt that the world has thrown. The Holy Spirit will not let the fires of the gospel ever to be snuffed out. Sometimes, I wonder how often Martin Luther went to this book the book of Hebrews, during the darkest days of the Reformation. We know he loved the book of Hebrews. He called it a marvelously fine epistle. Epistle meaning letter. But I can't help think he had a special um, appreciation to the plight and the temptation of those first century Jewish Christians. Luther had also experienced the sheer joy and the awe of coming to know the freedom of the gospel and the unconditional, unearned love that Jesus shows us through his sacrifice for all of our sins, yours, mine, and the world's. He had been taught. Well, let's look at it this way. Um, Luther had grown to know God as the church at that time was presenting him, they presented him as an angry and vindictive God that demanded perfection. In fact, a perfection that was always out of reach, even for his monk as devoted as Martin Luther was. He had been taught that he, if he even wanted to think about getting into heaven, he had better be working to try and make it happen. He had better be making every effort to ensure that he was good, in fact, good enough, to please God. Can you imagine how horrible and how scary um, this was for Luther, for everyone at that, at that time? But this is what was being taught, not Christ's sacrifices being sufficient to pay for all your sins, which is the biblical teaching, but rather God's grace as starting point. But the rest you had to do, solely on your own. One of Luther's teachers at Erfurt College, Gabriel Biel, said it this way. He said, the human will can love God above all things through his own natural powers. How's that fit with you? He continued, he said, the sinner is also able to remove the hindrances to grace. Because he is able to keep from sinning and committing sinful acts. 
Yea, to hate sin and to will not to sin. Hmm. How's that working for you? He then said, by the removal of the impediments and by the good steps toward God made by his own free will, he can't acquire the merits. The first grace in the turning toward God. No wonder Luther was terrified for his soul. Wouldn't any of us be? How can we even think that we can even do that? So when God took hold of Martin Luther in the scriptures, when he shook him to his core with this truth of the grace of God, the sacrifice of Christ being sufficient, being all anyone needs to cover all of his or her sins. You can imagine how dramatic, how wonderful, how huge it was to know the love of God in Jesus Christ, rather than the fear, the wrath of a cold and distant and unmerciful God. Wow! He, how, how those words from our reading um, in the book of Hebrews this week must have resonated anew. Therefore, lifting your drooping hands and strengthening your weak knees. How powerful to know how much God truly loves you. To know for the first time that it is God himself that allows you and me to stand before him. Not as sinners, but as forgiven and made holy children. That through the sacrifice of Jesus alone, no one else, not your sacrifice, not mine, Jesus Christ alone, and through his grace alone, you and I are counted among those righteous and made perfect, and those who live under a new covenant with God. Would you pray with me? Lord, thank you. Thank you for forgiving me, us, so that I might stand, we might stand before you. Amen. To know for the first time that it is God himself that allows us to stand before him, not as sinners, but as forgiven and made holy children. Let that sink in for a moment. And then on top of that, that through the sacrifice of Jesus alone and through his grace alone, you and I are counted among those righteous, made perfect, and those who live under a new covenant with God. Ponder that today. Think about it. Pray about it. Talk about it. Question it. Share it with somebody else. Get their opinion of it. Dissect it. And then realize, wow, God himself has done it all. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. See you all tomorrow. God bless.